Kia ora, and welcome to what I call Ride Your Stigma. Listen, learn, ask hard questions, share your stories, and choose to grow. Because at the end of the day, my friend, we are our own creators. scary stuff (laughs) um so this is a pretty big step for me I hardly know how to start but it's my turn to tell what should be my big bad secret but After this, it won't be anymore. Pretty huge choice. Pretty scary one. Pretty exciting one, actually. (laughs) But it's happening anyway, and it's something I've thought about long and hard. But in the bottom of my heart, in my gut, in my mind, in my spiritual side, everything tells me it's the right thing to do. So, in October 2019, I was diagnosed with herpes simplex virus type 2 genitally. Um, ever since, it has been the hugest, biggest battle of my entire 26 years. And I apologize if I get a little emotional, because <laughs> I'm not emotional because of the herpes. <laughs> But I'm emotional because I'm finally achieving what I've been dreaming about all these months. Sharing my story, which helps me heal every time I tell someone new. And I know for a fact, because I've already seen it help other people by me telling people, it's going to help a lot of a lot of people. Maybe in differing ways, and ways I don't understand, but it will. So, early October last year, hmm, actually, sorry, let's step back a little bit. Um, so 2019, majority of the year, I was... Sexually and emotionally interactive with one male majority of the time for a year. Um, We will get more in-depth later on. (laughs) But majority of last year, it was just me having 
interactions with one other person. Um, I'm going to give him a name, a pseudonym name. Um, what can he be? Um, he can be the elephant, the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, so anyway, it was on and off. It was fun. It was good. It was free. It was scary for both of us. Well, that's what I think anyway. How would I know? I can only know what I was feeling. Um, in June, July last year, I I was actually with the elephant. <laughs> and we were... Um, doing one of those onzo bike um, lime scooter hungover trips to the car and I suddenly got some really super super severe abdomen pain I was like crap I must be really hungover I must be so fucking hungover like why is it so sore I told her I I seem to think that I have a high toleration is that even a word a high tolerance, <laughs> high tolerance for pain, um, but this was not cutting it, I was kind of like on the ground, like curled up in a ball, like, oh, motherfucker, so anyway, he seemed a bit worried, I was worried, so he ran, got the car, long story short, um, a family stopped on the side of the road until he got the car to me, he took me into the hospital, because I was in agony, um, he left me there for the night. Doctor's done lots of testing. I think I had, from memory, three doses of IV morphine before I would stop screaming and crying. And I was screaming and crying and screaming and crying, and that was weird for me. I was like, why can't I be quiet? There's people <laughs> next door, but I'm so sore. I feel like my insides are fucked. They admitted me to the gynecology ward overnight. Um, they done internal ultrasounds. They the doctor had fingers up my bum. I don't know what he was checking for. They done um, liver tests and kidneys and urine and bloods. And then I think they came to some conclusion about ovarian cysts or something. They thought it was um, ovarian torsion. There were so many different ideas and things. They gave me more pain relief. Then in the morning they were like, oh no, it's fine. Come back for a scan later. Discharged. I went home. Pain subsided over a few days with normal pain relief. Nothing came back on any tests. No STIs, no urine, no blood. Like, nothing came back abnormal. It was all fine. And then I had my scan a couple of weeks later. Internal ultrasound at my vagina. And it came back and was like, no, everything's sweet. Like, it's fine. Like, no diagnosis or anything. It's fine. So I carried on, it was all good. Um, life continued. Again, 
there will be multiple stories off the one story because I can't I find it challenging to narrow things down and focus on one thing so I'm trying my hardest to stay focused on my herpes story right now everything else we'll deal with later (laughs) but the elephant anyway he just out of the blue out of nowhere oh I don't love you I don't like you we're no good together that's cool he didn't feel that way or something something didn't work for him so that's okay anyway so I was a tad heartbroken probably more in shock because I didn't see it coming um so then the next two or three months so that must have been July August September October yeah July August September um he told me that we weren't together we weren't he didn't like me he only liked me as a friend he only ever saw me as a friend um we're not together we're not together I was like all right well I wasn't really I was a mess but (laughs) that's okay that's natural that's human and I dealt with it but he was telling me all these things but he would see me every weekend he would still have sex with me every weekend I would do everything with him in the weekend, every week. We would catch up, message each other, talk to each other, cuddle, movies, dinner. So, yeah, we weren't together because he said we weren't together. But to me, that's in form, some form, <laughs> together. Um. So then I decided to try and... Get back out into the dating world, Maddie. Stop being silly. Like, just, he doesn't feel it's going to work for him, even though you can see it differently. Just try, you know. So I went on a couple of dates. Um, life continued. I'd almost got to a point where I was like, fuck yeah, like, I got this. It's sweet as. It's not that I'm not good enough. And, you know, all those self doubt battles that we have and yeah so I went out on a few dates it was cool met a pretty cool um guy that teaches kickboxing went on a actual cliche date with him and I've never done that before that was cool um and then it was What's the month before? It's September, October. September. All the way through September, for about three to four weeks, I had reoccurring UTIs. UTIs, UTIs, ow, 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 sore to pee. Didn't know what was going on. Um, I had had, I don't know how many doses, but a few courses of antibiotics to treat urine infections. Um... But they weren't going away. I never thought anything of it. I thought, oh, I'm a girl, you know, like, girls get UTIs. It's normal for girls to regularly get UTIs. Just leave it. It's fine. Because I always got regular checks. Every three months, I get a swab up my fanny. I would regularly get checked between partners. Blah, blah, blah. So I continued anyway, three or four weeks of recurring UTIs, but medication wasn't doing anything, but I didn't think anything of it, you know. I got my test done and nothing came back, so it's sweet, you know. 
me and one of my best friends and a couple of other friends, we decided to go for a little road trip down to Napier for the horse races. Never been before. Holy shit. Was it like one of the coolest nights ever? (laughs) Got to dress up fancy, feel hot, sexy, pretty. Get real boozy, have a few pingers, meet new people. We got there and literally me and my bestie raving in a tent to Mackie G like meh, meh, meh. <laughs> um, we met a bunch of guys um, at the races, socialising. It was cool, they came back to ours, got a little hot and heavy. Met this guy... And obviously, like you do, being a young person, drunk, having a good time, want to get hot and heavy and have sex. We, my memory isn't too clear on this because I was intoxicated and still pretty upset, intoxicated from from the guy that I was previously with. <laughs> um. So we attempted to use a condom once or twice, can't quite remember, but I remember it breaking. And then myself and Mr. Napier, <laughs> um, we were both like, oh, have you been checked recently? And I was like, oh yeah, I've just had a check because I had just had swabs and I'd had urine and I was, I was what you call clean. <laughs> I was clean. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, so I said that to him, I was like, no, sweet, like, I haven't slept with anyone else, I've had a test, it's all good. He said the same, he's like, oh yeah, like, my last test was sweet as too, should we just risk it? And we were like, yeah, all good, like, sweet as. Had sex. Directly after, I went to go pee, because, you know, that's another topic we can talk about another day, because they found out one of my friends didn't actually know you're supposed to pee after sex. Oh, anyway, that's another episode. Um... <laughs> So I directly got up, went to go pee, and I was like, holy shit, I've got that urine infection. It's so motherfucking sore. I'm pissing razor blades. And then I went back to bed for a little bit, and then half an hour later, I was like, fuck, I'm like uncomfortable. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Went back to the bathroom, tried to have a shower. I felt so sick and I could hardly walk. I was like, holy shit, his dick must have been huge. Oh my God, no. <laughs> that was not the issue. Not not saying his size, because that's not appropriate. <laughs> but it wasn't the rationale for my pain. <laughs> um... So yeah, I was in pain. I was kind of waddling in the bathroom like penguins do. I was like, far out. I must have been real wasted if we're having that rough sex. Like, still couldn't put my finger on it. Then we woke up in the morning again. I was like, shit, like, I really need antibiotics. I really need antibiotics. I'm so sore. I couldn't really, like, I was like, oh, put knickers on, but I'm so uncomfortable. I said to my best friend, I was like, man we have to get home like we have to go home ow wow <laughs> like super freaking sore anyway so me my best friend and a couple of others we got back in the car um started driving back to Auckland 
while my best friend is spewing every five minutes out the door, <laughs> watching UFC on his phone. Oh, what a road trip. Um, <laughs> one I will never fucking forget. Um, yeah, so we got back, unpacked, hung over as shit. It started to feel pretty fluey. I was like, shit, my muscles and stuff are really achy. Like, I actually, like, how am I meant to lift my legs? They're so dead. Like, they just feel like I've got a weighted blanket on my legs and my arms and my limbs and I'm falling asleep and I've got a headache and I feel like I've got a fever. I was like, man, and I said to my bestie, I was like, oh my god like am I still on drugs or am I like what's going on like am I having a bad trip still like I feel like shit and I felt like vomiting I never feel like vomiting I was like what the hell is going on I was like this is just insane I was like whatever I'll try and go to sleep my best friend he's a male he stayed that night um (laughs) we were asleep and I reflect on it now, I didn't know at the time, but, and sorry to my best friend, (laughs) but I didn't know at the time, like, I didn't understand, I only do now because I reflect back, and you know when you actually look back and you're like, shit, that makes sense, I was sleeping, and all through the night, I was like hot and cold, I woke up, my sheets were soaked, I, I covered the bed in sweat, and it wasn't even hot, like, it was still October, it's not even summertime there, like, it was not hot, I had drenched the bed in sweat, I hadn't slept all night, I was tossing and turning, aching, and then, fuck me, it was itchy like a fucking, like, like I had animals or chicken pox or something fucking aggravating my vagina, like, something was under my skin, I was like, holy shit, this is itchy, like, I just can't even, I just remember rolling over, itching, 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 but in your sleep, you know, when you're disorientated and you don't really know what's happening, but your body just knows what to do to react to your sensations, itching and itching and itching and itching and ow and ow and ow, (laughs) woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, I really think something's wrong anyway, but I, you know, like, you kind of think it would never happen to you, like... I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, you never think that you're going to be the one that gets genital herpes. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, so anyway, the Monday came. My bestie went to work. I got up. I went to work even though I felt like utter shit. I went to the toilet, peed. It was intense pain kind of like a really bad UTI yeah probably at that level you know like UTI pain you know it's bad but you can kind of cope it's not the end of the world but you know anyway I was waddling around at Plunkett like ow ow whatever um went home Tuesday my vagina symptoms wait my vulva I'm trying to learn the right terminology the vulva Did you know that? Your area of your female bits is actually called your vulva. Fact for today. Your vagina is a muscle internally. (laughs) The stuff you learn. Thanks, herpes. Um, (laughs) Okay, back on track. Uh, 
so the Tuesday, I went into work, my vulva area, it wasn't resolved, but it was like, it was bearable, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's simmering down, it's okay, but then I started getting real headachey, I'd taken paracetamol, I'd taken brufen, I was like, man, I, I'm gonna have to take one of my migraine injections, like, I'm so fluey, I was like, shit, and like, it felt like I couldn't really talk anymore, I had a sore throat, all my muscles were so heavy, I was so weak, I could like hardly function, I couldn't keep my eyes open, my body was fighting something and I was like, holy shit, what, like what is this, I don't know, like maybe it's just the flu, maybe it's really bad flu, and nah, (laughs) went home, went to the doctor's, described to them and even then I was like maybe it was just trauma maybe it was trauma from rough sex maybe we didn't use enough lube maybe his penis was too big maybe you know maybe there's some explanation maybe it's just a real bad UTI like super bad UTI and thrush and I just I don't know why I can't even explain my mental space but I didn't actually I don't know, I didn't actually think it could ever be anything, and I don't know why I was that, yeah, well, I do, actually, I, education-wise, with sexual health and UCIs, before this, I thought herpes was a little pimple, or a pimple-like lump near your genital area that maybe you could just treat it and it would disappear. That's what I knew before this. (laughs) Crazy, I know. So, yeah, I um, went to the doctors. We did bloods, we done urine tests, we done swabs. There was no female doctors because there's never any female doctors. <laughs> Typical. Um, I even described to the nurse, I was like, oh, maybe it's because I got one of those new um, menstrual cups and, you know, like, did I put it in wrong? I thought, um, did I just get like a minor tear in my vagina from sex? Like, is it just friction? Like, giving myself all these reasons because it's like it's impossible like how could it be an STI because you know like I've had sex with the same person all year and then I've had sex with one new person and and like he seems legit like generically like he seems genuine and and all of this stuff and it just I don't know we draw assumptions and conclusions in our head which I was doing obviously because I was like there's no way like I couldn't get an STI you know like I tried to do the right thing and use a condom and it didn't work like rah 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 excuse after excuse and reason after reason and and yeah so I went home and I was super freaking uncomfortable couldn't really stand couldn't really sit So, I thought I'd bite the bullet and try and do the right thing. And I I sent a message to the guy from Napier. And 
in my process of the last few months I've had a few angry and upset and hurt moments and I deleted all the messages well some of the messages relating to my situation which I now wish I didn't so that I could reflect on it and see where I was and where I've come to and how I've changed with my reactions and my understanding of other people and and things but anyway (laughs) back on track um so I sent the guy Napier a message and I was like hey um are you sure you had a checkup like I'm really hoping that um it's just a UTI but I'm really uncomfortable I don't think I really told him how uncomfortable but I was just like like I'm in pain like it's really bad like do you have any symptoms and he's like nah like nah it's fine and I don't know you know when you meet someone and your gut feeling just you just feel like you trust someone this guy I don't I have no real proof but I don't know my gut feels good about him as a person and as a human and he genuinely had no reason to lie or to hide anything So he said no, that he had no symptoms, and I was like, okay, well, let me know, and I'll let you know how my doctor goes, kind of thing, and the week continued. Wednesday, I went to work. I was in the Plunkett office, talking to my boss, and I could hardly even get a stance where I was okay to stand up. I felt like I was going to faint with the severity of pain, but I told her I had a severe UTI, because that's what I thought it was I think I seen two clients that day but my head was so foggy because I was in so much pain in my vulva area and throughout my entire body and exhaustion and fluey pain so I pretty much just rung my boss and I was like no I really need to go home like I'm really really uncomfortable I'm really really sore so I went home early Um, I went to the bathroom, I just went to pee, you know, we all need to pee, (laughs) we have to pee to live, I literally was half screaming and then got to a point I actually couldn't breathe and then I half passed out on the floor in the bathroom and I was in and out like what did this just happen like this can't how is this so painful and I was having these thoughts in my head that I was so confused I just didn't understand then I looked in the toilet and I sorry for the gory detail but I think it's important for us to be able to learn I was literally peeing chunks of skin and blood and that's when I knew well one part of my mind or myself knew that something was wrong because how could this be a urine infection like something's not right it doesn't make sense and so I went and tried to go and have a look at myself in the mirror and I couldn't see anything. Nothing looked scary. Everything looked normal from what I knew. And I was like, 
what the hell, but how I just experienced trying to wee, I was like, this is just intense, like, I need some help. So I rung the doctors, I was like, hey, are my tests back, like, can you rush my tests, these are my symptoms, this is what's going on, like, I, I can't sit down, I can't stand up, like, I'm fainting, like, what's wrong? And they just, you know, continued and... Yeah, I then, maybe I got my days mixed up, maybe it was the next day and I rang again and then they have tests back and I just was beside myself upset, I was like, rung again, then they said everything was clear, <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you telling me everything's clear like just the spobs or what and she on the phone the nurse was like no no everything's fine like there's nothing in your urine nothing in your swabs nothing in your bloods and I was about to just head but my whole head through a wall or something I was like how like someone's got to have an answer how am I gonna live my week like I <laughs> And then the nurse was like, no, it's all fine. I was like, no, like, can you, like, I really need to get to the doctors because there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I can hardly move. Like, I can hardly walk. I'm scared to even attempt to drive. So anyway, got back in the car, went out to the doctors. And then I waited. I requested a female doctor because... I knew that I needed someone to look at me properly because there was just no way they could send me away with no answer. Oh no, we've got no female doctors, you can come back next week. <laughs> oh, so I was like, no, I don't care, just give me a man doctor. So there was a gentleman, I saw the nurse again, blah, blah, blah. Um... The nurse that was working there, I actually studied at nursing school with her, and the doctor knew, I mentioned to him, I was like, oh wow, like, that, that nurse, blah blah blah, we know each other, like, we studied together. So he knew that we studied together in our personal, well, you could call it personal, professional life. Um, anyway, he knew, um, and he said, oh, we went in, I explained things to him, he kind of just said, oh, we'll do another urine test and was going to send me home. And I I kind of got pretty shitty then. I was like, nah, you're not, you're not sending me home. I was like, can you please look at me? Like, can you, can you look at my vagina? Because my, my vulva, my vulva, <laughs> my vulva, because something's not right. Like, I really need you to have a look, please. And he's like, okay, like, I'll just get someone to come in so that they're a witness. I was like, no problem. That's cool. Um, so he gets the nurse that I know and, you know, you never really think, oh, I won't let her be in here because I know her because I'm going to have genital herpes. Like, <laughs> you would not think that. So I just thought, you know, like, oh, it's all good. Like, I don't mind if she's in here. I'm pretty open. It's sweet as. Like, everything's kind of fine, you know. So I'm on the bed. The doctor, an older man, I don't know, maybe in his 60s. Um, 
head all up in mushes and has some swabs and then I'm obviously bent over and he's doing some swabs and the nurse is there that I know and he knows that and then he just goes out loud while he's still got a swab in my fanny. Oh yeah, hepatic lesions. Right in that moment, I was like, what? I was like, I don't know what he means. What is a hepatic lesion? I'm a nurse. Of course I know what a hepatic lesion is. I was in so much shock. I'd been like through heartbreak. I'd just moved out of a pretty bad house situation with drugs and alcohol. I was trying to get myself in a better place. I was feeling guilty about everything. I was like, what? What does a hepatic lesion mean? Like, I my head just wasn't there. I was like, he must be joking because now he's telling me this in front of a nurse that I personally know and he knows it there's breach of like like he could at least just wait for her to leave the room and then say it or wait till his hand is out of like where my genital area is I don't know um so she was polite and she was fine and she left I sat in the chair got my pants on just kind of looked at him and I was like, what, what What? does that mean? He goes, oh yeah, it's her piece. I think it's her piece. I was like, well, what, what does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, like I really didn't understand what it meant at all. I, I can't even describe it, but like... Imagine just being in that shot. I just still don't even know now what I was thinking. And I said to him, I was like, okay, well, what do you mean you think? Like, how will I know? He's like, oh, well, I'll send the swab off. And I was like, okay, so when the swab comes back, I'll 100% know whether I have herpes or not. And then he was like, yeah, but kind of, but the testing is not very accurate. So, like, most probably it will come back with a, like, with a result, but... Sometimes it doesn't because the testing isn't very accurate. And then I was still so confused and I still didn't understand. I haven't actually understood the testing until like the last three or four months. I'm getting more and more research and more and more understanding. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, what do I do now? He's like, oh, yeah, here's some medicine. Yeah, like we'll probably ring you next week. So I didn't think anything of it, you know, like, I'm listening to the doctor. I'm listening to what the doctor has to say. He's the professional. So I got my prescription. I walked away. And he still said that possibly it might not be, but it probably is. And I just kind of went home and I texted the guy in Napier and I was like, hey, like, the doctor thinks it's probably herpes. But I'm still hoping that it's just trauma from rough sex or something. (laughs) Well, I was out of luck. (laughs) And so then I kind of sat down and I was like, I just don't get this though. Like, how am I having an outbreak and like this new guy hasn't had an outbreak? It continued, blah, blah, blah. I think it was the Friday or the Saturday. I'd had like a really bad night's sleep. I woke up in the morning the scariest morning I've ever actually woken up I I woke up 
I was sleeping on a towel because every time I moved, if I moved to get a drink of water, take some pain relief or check my phone, I could feel ulcers bursting inside of me, leaking on the bed. I woke up on the Friday or Saturday morning and my whole vulva area down to mid of my leg it was just like a spider web of fluid and pus and discharge from ulcers that were inside me I absolutely panicked and almost had I don't even know how I managed to move or ask for help or tell anyone because at that point I hadn't really told anyone because it wasn't really confirmed and I was so confused and I didn't know what it was and I was like how do you know like how people are going to react you don't even know yourself how you're reacting I don't even know who I was like the doctor just told me just go away he's in meds he's herpes what does herpes mean <laughs> like holy shit uh, so that day I just kind of cried in bed all day, scared. <sighs> the Saturday, there was a, um, a leaving dinner and drinks for one of my best friends. She was moving to Hamilton. I was meant to go. Um, and my guy, best friend that was in Napier with me, like I told him that I was really sore and stuff and and he said, it's sweet, like, I'll pick you up in the car and I'll drive you and if you feel like shit, like, I'll bring you home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Got close to the time, I was like, no, 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 bro, I can't walk. Like, nah, I'm not going nowhere. Like, I'm a mess. I don't know what's going on. I just can't comprehend mentally or physically. Like, I, I don't even know where I am right now. So, I left it and... I think that day was the day that the guy in Napier, he had texted me at 6 in the morning and I think he just said something really simple like, holy fucking shit, I'm pissing razor blades. And I just replied, fucking go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor now, I'm so sorry. That was probably like 6 or 7 days after my initial um starting of all my symptoms um then that Saturday night I sat there and I tried to start piecing things together and try and figure out where this came from and understand why it was here and how it got here and retrace my steps and I wrote down some pros and cons the two people I had slept with and then I realized I needed to tell the guy that I'd been sleeping with for the rest of the year you know like I just knew it myself I was in so much pain physically and mentally that I was like I I don't want anyone else to go through this I don't like it's really important that people know and that's all I could think of people sometimes don't believe me and people sometimes think I'm trying to blame and I think there did used to be a bit of blame 
but I've done so much self-work now that I understand it myself and I'm the only one that needs to understand that me talking about it now is me finding the truth within me that I seriously don't want any other guy or girl to go through what I went through or if they do have to then they have support and they can slowly start to ask questions and understand and not feel alone like I had to and that's why I'm doing Rage Stigma this is why I'm telling my story so I wrote down some kind of pros and cons but kind of like factual things that could point towards whether it came from my original partner or from this new partner that I had a one night stand with and there was multiple facts and I'm not going to go into them too deeply because I don't feel it's needed or identification of that person needs to be said I think privacy in a scenario like this is vitally vitally important it's fine that I choose to share my story but anyone else it's their own story to share if that makes sense but there was a huge list of factors that definitely pointed towards the more the more promising the more promising I don't know facts that point towards me contracting it from the original partner having oral cold sores already and do we swab cold sores no so we don't know if it's type 1 or type 2 um has an ex-partner with herpes um had other erectile dysfunction stuff which i found contradicting information some people say it does cause it some people say it doesn't um the previous hospital admission with pain severe abdominal pain and no explanation and i was only sleeping with him then um multiple facts that i have put together um and then I thought shit he maybe he just didn't know you know like you have all these things go through your head and I sat there for hours kind of panicking blaming myself blaming him at the time going in and out of like how could this happen like please just can it not be here like maybe if I just ignore it it'll go away well I wasn't I I didn't really have the capacity to do that with the pain that I was going through and the discomfort I was going through. So the Sunday morning I then texted him and sorry, texted the the elephant <laughs> and kinda said to him, I was like, um, hey, when you get back from your weekend trip, I I really need you to come and visit me, please. I I have something to talk to you about and I've been really sick all weekend. I really appreciate you coming to see me. Um, He said yes, but was reluctant. Didn't really want to because he knew it was a talk. Just males, I suppose. So I knew it was going to be hard. I knew there was going to be denial. 
blame both ways, embarrassment, um, all sorts of emotions, anger, upset. So I decided to keep that list of, um, of pros and cons just to kind of show him that I had actually been thinking about it. I wasn't just trying to point finger and I just wanted everyone to get checked because I was in pain. Um, yeah, he came and then I got a reaction that I thought I would get. I don't have it. I've never had it. Like, it's not from me. I've never had any symptoms. La 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 la. Which, you know, that's fair. But this is why we need to educate, provide awareness, and kill some fucking herpes stigma. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that wasn't much of a fun day at all. Um, he kind of left and I kind of battled. Um, the next day I kind of got an extra outbreak on top of the outbreak I already had. Within the last three or four days I called family planning and, um, helpline probably three to five times because I was in so much pain and I didn't know what else to do and I could see it outbreaking again and I was just beside myself um so I rang them back healthline I got a person on the end of the phone that couldn't really speak English and I explained to them my vulva situation then he asked me oh do you have any pain (laughs) oh do you have any pain after I just explained what I was going through and then he goes oh have you got any ulcers and I just I flipped I just hung up on him I was like you can't even speak English you're meant to be helping me I'm beside myself panicking I am in a mental space that I just I just don't understand And I didn't know this new guy that I had one night stand with. And he was supporting me the best he could. And then the guy that I most probably feel that I had contracted from. Even though you can never know 100%. He would not have a bar of me. He would just tell me it's my fault type of vibe. So... I rang Healthline again and then they just said to go to hospital. So my best friend took me to hospital, um, got some IV medications, spent a little bit more time in the hospital and the doctor there was fucking wonderful and she pretty much told me, yeah, it's herpes. Like, yeah, it is. And she was super lovely. She gave me numbing gel and then told me how to pee in the bath so that I wouldn't faint. I was like, shit, yeah. I was like, how come no one else told me this? Like, this is just crazy. Um, she was amazing. Um, then I, maybe three, four days later, still waiting for a phone call from the doctors. And I was getting pretty fed up by then because I was like, this is pretty hard out. Like, I've had a week and a half off work. 
I'm still in pain. I don't know what to do. They sent me more meds because I begged them. And I was like, this is just not helping. Like, still outbreak after outbreak. And I just, I couldn't drive. So I rang again and I was like, hey, like, are my tests back? Are my swabs back? Like, and I, at that time, I couldn't really even say the words herpes. Like, I, I was kind of like trying to tell them, like, I think I have herpes because that's what the doctor said. But I couldn't even bring myself to say it. I was so scared. Like, if I said the word herpes, it might, like, eat me. <laughs> um, and then the doctor goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Your swabs are back. Yep, it's, it's definitely herpes. It's confirmed herpes. I was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, you have herpes type 2. I was like, okay, okay, well, should I book an appointment? Should I come back in? Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get rid of it? And and then they told me, um, oh, there's a website, herpes.org.nz. Have a look up on there. And being naive and in shock and in pain and emotional stress, I was just like, okay, cool, thanks. So I don't need to come back at all. I'll just look up this website. Yep, cool, okay, bye. <laughs> and that was my diagnosis. <laughs> Very interesting.